0: Welcome to the Project Dream Big Podcast. I'm Han, and I'm your host. After spending the first 21 years of my life living up to everyone else's expectations and following the plan that I thought I should be following, I decided enough was enough. I quit my secure job as a middle school math teacher, kick-started my unconventional online business, and became inspired to share my story with others now I travel to schools to talk to students about standing in their truth and owning their authentic self and how to dream without limits and I have a podcast yes the one you're listening to every Tuesday in 10 minutes or less we yes we together will be empowering and inspiring self-worth inner strength and dreams without limits so turn up that volume and let's get chatting girly All right, my friends. This is a new kind of podcast. I've never done this before, but you get to be a fly on the wall with a conversation with me and one of my best friends in the entire world, Rachel Riley. Rachel is an educator. She is a wife. She is an auntie, a sister, a best friend, a daughter. She has multiple entrepreneurial shenanigans going on in her life. She has dabbled in multi-level marketing. She has her own all natural beauty line that's on Etsy. We'll talk more about that later. And overall, she is just someone who is a freaking sponge when it comes to learning things. So when Rachel and I get together, we have pretty deep conversations and this one is no different. We talk about the social struggles that we've had in high school with our peers. We talked about regrets we had in high school We talk about how inaction is a problem and it stops us from going after our dreams and we also talk about the struggle we had from going from college to adulting and we really think that you'll get something out of this conversation. This is a two-parter. This is the first part of the two-part conversation so sit back, relax and just soak it all in. Here we go. Rachel is my best friend. We met in college. We've literally done like pretty much everything together. I don't know one thing that I don't do with her. Um, Maybe go to work because we don't work together. But (laughs) unfortunately, (laughs) yeah, sadly, actually, Um, I think I think you would get sick of me if we did actually everything together.
1: I think it would be equally sick of each other in different ways.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, I like the different ways part, because, uh, yes, I think it would be a different feelings towards different things, but that's okay. That's well, okay. We can be pretty honest with each other, like, hey, cut yeah, the crap. Honestly, I wasn't always good at that in mm-hmm. a You, I feel like, with me, I don't know about your other friendships, but, like, you were always very good, and I think I learned how to be honest with you and other people because of you.
1: Well, thank you, first of all, and I feel like, I mean, I don't know if I've always been amazing at it by any means. I think, you know, even still, it's a it's a practicing thing, but I think, like, growing up, like, and I say growing up, and I mean more, like, in high school when your friendships start to get more, like, real friendships, not just you know, people in your class. Um, I feel like I just kept getting frustrated because people would say like, oh, I don't like this girl or I don't like that she does this. And then they would go and like hang out with them and like pretend everything was fine. I was just like, why aren't people just like honest? And like, if you don't like someone, why are you spending time with them? You know, just to feel cool or feel like in the in crowd and or people would say to me like, Oh, we wanted to invite you. We just like, didn't, you know, we just forgot. And I was just, it it, kind of hit me. I'm like, I just want to be like honest with people and say how I feel in a respectful way. You don't have to be like, Oh my God, that dress is so ugly (laughs) for me. But like, like say how you feel. And I just, and if you feel like you don't want to hang out with someone, if you're constantly complaining about them, why are you choosing to spend
0: time with them? that's a great point. I don't know why everyone just doesn't think that way. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like in high school, I just wanted everyone to like me. Uh And I think in college too. So it was easy to just like try to be friends with everyone and try to make everyone else happy. But yeah, you're right. There comes a point in your life where you're like, I literally have negative energy not negative energy yeah. in, like positive negative but like not enough energy mm-hmm. for myself so why would i waste it on somebody else that is doesn't matter as much to me
1: mhm yeah and i just felt like if I was willing, and I'm not saying I've never complained or, you know, whatever, everyone has their moments and everyone gets annoyed with people. And that's one thing. But I feel like if I was constantly complaining about someone, I just like, I felt like a big hypocrite. If I would then go and like hang out with that person, you know, it just didn't, it didn't feel good to me because I was like, I don't even agree with what this person does or what they say, or we don't have any interests together, you know? And I just saw the people around me just like, Molding to be exactly what you're saying, like someone that that person would like. And it just made me question, like, well, what's the real you, the one, the one who's hanging out with me or the one who's in this situation? Mm-hmm. And I just never wanted to be like that. I was just like, oh, that, that feels yucky to me. You know, it just, it feels yucky. And I wasn't always liked and still am not always liked. And you know that better than anyone else, Hannah, um, which has been really hard. I mean, you know, I can laugh about parts of it now, but you've seen me like crying and You know, it's really hard, but I feel like it's worth it to be able to be yourself and to say, you know, I don't agree with you. Therefore, we're not going to be, you know, as good of friends anymore. Or, you know, I'm going to spend less time with you. I don't have to cut you out of my life, but you're just not going to be the number
0: one priority in my life, you know. And we've talked about this too. I mean, I feel like everything we're going to talk about today, we've already talked about, and this is just for other people to listen to our inside thoughts and conversations. But I love it. It's so hard to be close to someone for such a long time or for a few years. And then all of a sudden you realize your life's changing and you aren't as close with people and it's like, oh, but I was such good friends with them. Like, why is it hard to keep in contact with them? Or like, I'm putting so much energy and maybe I'm not getting it back. And it's so frustrating. But we've always said that like those people were meant for our lives during that time. Like for some reason, they taught us something and they supported us through that time of like lifetime, lifespan, life era, whatever you want to call it. And it's just like, and they're just not meant to be a huge part of your life anymore. And we were we're trying to learn that that's okay.
1: Yeah. And I think I heard it on a podcast once that was something like when you break up with someone like a romantic relationship, you know, you're not expected to keep in touch with your high school boyfriend or your high school girlfriend or, you know, whoever that person was that you were romantically involved in. Once things end, you kind of both go your separate ways. And sometimes it ends in a, like friendly for lack of a better word way and you can like maybe see each other you know at the store and say hi and other times it ends really messy and you'll never speak again you know and everything in between but you're not expected to like keep in touch with that person I think most people would think that would be kind of weird you know
0: yeah yeah
1: um but we don't look at friendships like that we look at friendships like oh, I am a bad person if I start to kind of move on in a different direction of my life. Um, Which, that's not an excuse to not be, like, a good friend, (laughs) you know what I mean, to people that are still, like, connected in your life. But Jimmy and I actually just talked about this um, the other day, how things have, like, changed drastically since... I mean, the last 10 years, let alone like, let's say when our parents like went to college and stuff. And so, so many people that we know, like of our parents' generation, like stayed in the same hometown that they grew up in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about that. It's like you're friends with those people because they're all, they all come back to the same hometown, You know, and now with technology, I think what's difficult for our generation is that we meet all of these friends in college and then we all live in totally different places, you know, hours away in some cases. And, but since we have technology, we're expected to still be like really close with those people because we still know what's happening in their lives. We still know what they're doing. We still know, you know, basically on a day-to-day basis, what they're up to with, you know, 10, 20 years ago without that social media, you didn't know what someone that lived three hours from you was doing day to day. So you weren't expected to keep in contact with them. And now we have so much access that it makes it hard to understand when is it time for me to like, let some of these friends go. And when is it time for me to like step up and be a good friend, you know, and be there for people I care about?
0: I, I'm so glad you made that point because I was actually reflecting on this because I have friends that, you know, I went to high school with and I keep in like minimal contact. Like I love them. I wish them the best, but like, I can't give them all my energy right now. And if I do see them, if like, I know I'm going to a wedding that they're all going to be at, or I'm going to get drinks or something, I always feel the need to stalk their Instagram and Facebook to catch up on what they've been doing. And then I feel guilty when they don't post a lot. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to talk a lot about me when I'm with them because I post my whole life on social media. So they probably already know. So like, I feel like I have this like game plan. I'm like, okay, I'm going to ask them about this because they haven't posted about it. But like, I'm not going to talk a lot about my like coaching business or Colin and I, because I talk about it all the time. But like, I can't assume that they've also been on my social media. Right. Cause it's not like they have to watch my Instagram stories. Uh-huh. So it's, I kind of just wish there was no social media for that matter, so I could just ask them all the questions and then I could talk about me freely and it not be awkward or mm-hmm. awkward is if they, like, post something and then I don't remember that they posted something and then they'd be like, well, I posted about it. And Well, I don't think anyone would actually say that, but I always have that battle before I go see someone that I went to high school with or even in college. I'm scared yeah. to see people from my college at like a spin class because I don't want to talk to them because I don't know what's going on in their life. And I feel like I probably should.
1: And that's what my mom and I were talking about. Um, my 10 year high school graduation, that's going to come up in the next couple of years, um, as is yours. And she's like, are you going to go? And I was like, well, I was the vice president of my class, so I kind of have to go because I'm sure I'm going to be helping our president planet. Um, but I was like, I, I feel already the anticipation of awkwardness cause I'm like, Mom's like, why? Like you just go and like socialize with people but I feel like it's exactly what you're saying. It's that awkward line between like figuring out like how to like catch up with someone without being like so out of touch and I'm kind of putting that in quotes like cause you've never looked at their social media and them kind of feeling maybe hurt or even maybe offended that you don't even know that they're married with two kids or whatever. And also, the other end of that is being like, oh, like, I saw that you did your groceries at Trader Joe's yesterday. Like, so, <laughs> like, you know, it's that happy medium, and I feel like, I feel so much social anxiety about that, like, going into a high school reunion, which is something that I don't think was even a type of feeling that people would have, you know, before social media. Um, yeah.
0: I'm not ready also for 10 years. Like, I still feel like I'm 15 years old. Um, and Minus the fact that I just paid my first mortgage payment. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also the Go fact adult. that I'm like planning a wedding. But like, oh, I think about, and maybe I'm crazy. I'm kind of switching gears for a second. Well, you are, but continue. But true. But I think like once a week, I I think about like if I went back to high school what would I do differently I think about that way too often and I hope that other people do too and not Mm. in a way that's like I want to change everything but like just like what ifs and I hate playing what if but I do find myself daydreaming I don't know do you sometimes yes but I'm you know me like I'm
1: so stuck in the mindset of like I wouldn't do anything differently because so many of those experiences like taught me things but I know That's not like your point that you're trying to make because I know like in theory you mean that too, but it's so hard and like, yeah, there are things I think I would probably do differently, but also like, I don't know if I would like, because what I know now, like I'm a totally different person. So it's hard for me to even imagine myself in some of those situations, you know? Yeah. And I feel like sometimes when I look back, it's so easy to, like, say, oh, I would have done this, or, like, I didn't know how good I had it, or, you know, things, like, gleam so much brighter when looking back, and, like, in the reality, I remember being, like, really miserable in high school because of, like, mean girls, and, like, I felt like I couldn't find, like, my people, and I just felt like I cared about people a lot more than people cared about me, and that was really hard to kind of, you know, and you know, looking back, like, I can't change what other people feel, you know, so what would I change? I don't know. Maybe I'd have, like, a couple different
0: hobbies, but I don't I feel know. feel like, oh, no, I, and I don't think I would ever want to, like, actually go back because right? Like, I agree with you. There's, like, so many things that happen that I'm, like, I do not want to relive, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like when I do daydream about it, it's not, like, I want to fix things or I want to redo the bad things. I think I just want to be work harder at things that I was like semi good at. And if I would have just put a little bit more energy, like I probably would have been better. True that. I I think that's like when I'm like, what if I just studied? (laughs) Like, what if I, like I did my homework. I was like a straight A student, but I was like, what if I actually sat down and studied? Like, would I, Have better grades. Would I be in that top ten instead of being the eleventh person? I was like Mm -hmm. so mad at myself. Like I was like so close to being top ten. Like I don't know. I I think I just would have tried to be better.
1: I love that you said that. And when I have, I have thoughts like that all the time. Even not just about as far away as like high school, but like yesterday. Like why didn't I do something more with my life yesterday? You know. Mm -hmm. And but I feel like I recently I've had to remind myself like okay, but today. Is my tomorrow's yesterday. Okay, so like when I think that, I'm like, first of all, like I didn't want to study in high school. <laughs> like, I did at times, but also like I didn't feel like it. Just like I don't feel like cleaning out the hall closet that's full of crap in my house. You know, totally different things, but also the same tasks I don't want to do (laughs) so I just keep like procrastinating pushing off and stuff like that so when I have those thoughts I immediately snap myself back to reality and say well what can I do today that tomorrow I'll feel really accomplished on or you know feel like proud of myself that I actually did it whether it's a mundane task like fold the laundry or if it's something bigger like enroll in an online course for something that I want to learn about you know or whatever
0: I think we can p- stop the podcast now because I literally just learned so much in that. Like, <laughs> just that quote. I'm just like, oh, I'm so inspired. Bye. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I have to go clean out my whole closet. <laughs> because I didn't do it yesterday. <laughs> Wait, I love that. Oh my gosh. Speaking of courses, did you see what is being offered for free online? No. <laughs> so I tell you, um, <laughs> that happiness um, course. Yes,
1: the, the happiness lab.
0: Yes, I, I did
1: know, know that. It's so funny because we were actually talking about that last night because I'm so obsessed with the podcast and. Right. She's so amazing, and it's just so interesting because so many of the things that I think, I feel so relieved that they're backed by science because, to be honest, most of my thoughts are just things that pop into my head. And when I listen to a podcast and there's actually scientific research to support some things that I think, it's like, that has power, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are a, like, give me the facts, mm-hmm. but, like, I just want to make sure that this makes sense logically and has evidence and it's not just, like, hoopla. Like, I I know that about you.
1: Yeah, which is so funny because I'm such, like, a hippy-dippy person. Like, I'm so, like, I don't even know, but I'm doing this with my hands, like, waving them in the air because I don't have words. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, a textbook kind of person, but I think just recently, I mean, gosh, how many years ago now? Four, five, six, six or seven years ago is when I started like getting into personal development, um, and it's yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, exactly. um, it's such like a huge genre, and I think it really does have so much to offer. But I've probably literally read hundreds of personal development books, and I kind of got to a point where I was like, "What do I read now?" Like I've read all of the like typical things that you should read, and I just started kind of like paying more attention to what I was reading and being like. I think everyone's words have value, so let me just say that. But then I was like, this person literally just wrote this book. And that doesn't make their thoughts not valid or helpful, but it might not work for me, you know? It might not work for the next person. It might work for someone else. But if there's no research, no type of, like, even a little itty-bitty scientific or psychological or some type of data, I like, have just been a little more skeptical and I receive it and say like, okay, that's a positive uplifting thing or like that might be good advice. But, you know, I've just been more interested in like, what are people actually researching that you could say like this has data that this works for most people. Again, it might not work for everyone, but there's actually research behind it, you know, in scientific reasoning.
0: Well, I think we've both been dabbling in the personal development world for quite a long time and there's just some point where you're just reading and you're like okay I've heard this like mm-hmm. I've been inspired I feel it I've been motivated to be a better person there's only so much of that you can get before you're like all right I need any more and yeah. the next step is literally research and data and evidence like th- there's just there's only so much fluffiness and inspirational words that you can put into your mind before you need more.
1: Yeah, and I love that you said that because so many times I feel like we've both been in the situation of like, you read this like super empowering like personal development book and you're like, oh my gosh, like I am on top of the world. Like I have so much positivity. And then like nothing in your life really changes. And like, I think that experience is still valuable to a degree because I don't think any kind of motivation is ever wasted, but it's like, okay, you get to a point exactly that you're like, well, this makes me feel good, but I want to like make lasting changes. I want to catapult my business. I want to start a new hobby, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's when research-based things actually come into play because you can hack for lack of a better word, you know, you can hack your brain into doing like what you actually want to get done. Because the fact of the matter is, positive mantras, like, although they could make you feel good, they actually don't make you do anything. Yeah, you know, and they're great. And again, I'm not saying they don't have value. But that's if you just write positive mantras on sticky notes and put them on your mirror, that's not necessarily going to all of a sudden make you want to work out or all of a sudden make you want to wake up early and journal, you know, there's other things that have to go into it. And I think that's where that kind of comes in.
0: Well, and for anyone who's listening to the podcast, and it's just starting personal development, or like, they are still in the honeymoon phase of personal development where they are soaking up all the mantras and inspirational things. Like, keep going, don't let this conversation stop you, but right. like, do not feel frustrated when you get to a point that you're reading a book and you're like, this isn't doing anything else for me. Like, that's just because you've done all you can do with the beginning of self-care or self-growth and all of that stuff. Like, you now have to level it by taking action and maybe even diving more into something that's going to give you more stuff to think about, like, the actual evidence of things. So don't be frustrated if you're just starting. I hope that didn't, like, deter anyone, I guess, is the disclaimer I wanted to say. Yeah,
1: I'm actually really glad you said that, because you said the word level in there, too, and that just kind of, like, made something ping in my brain of, I feel like that's, it echoes for so many different levels of your life, but especially like wherever you are in your journey, when you reach a frustration point, it's like a sign that you need to level up. You know, when you reach a frustration point, it is a sign that's telling you time to level up you know, you're ready for the next step, you're ready to take this further, you know, and then you just have to do some diving in yourself of what that might mean for you, which is often the most frustrating part (laughs) is figuring, you know, and we've had so many discussions about this when it comes to me, just because I'm always at a point Well, what does this mean? Like, I don't know what I want to do next, blah, blah, blah. But it just takes a lot of like quiet time with yourself and journaling and just reflecting, without technology, without someone there, you know, and thinking about what that might mean to level up. what What is frustrating you, you know? What is annoying you or what are you bored with? And that kind of, I feel like, is that glaring neon sign that's like, you're ready for more.
0: And like, even though we hear this a million times, and but I totally believe in it, is like, once you do that reflectiveness stuff, like, you have to make action. You have to take action. You can't just sit around And yes, like reflect and feel it all and figure out what that is. But if it's like months and you still haven't figured it out, you got to try something. You have to move forward, even if it's not actually the forwardness that you need, like at least you're moving. And I feel like so many people get stuck on that and they're like, I'm just waiting for a sign, which you know me, I love looking for signs, like whatever. But like, You can't wait forever for this same sign. You're just going to do something. I am the queen of inaction.
1: (laughs) I feel that more than probably anyone else. Like, I am all about the reflecting. I'm all about the reading. I am all about learning all the things. And then I am all about doing nothing. Which is Not good. And it's something I really struggle with, but I feel for me, what's been helpful is chunking things up. Like it's because I just see things and I get so overwhelmed with like this, this big project or this, you know, what the next level might mean, depending on, you know, what area I'm talking about in my life. And I feel like it, I have to start like really, really small, like baby, baby steps.
0: Well, mm. oh. And then if you're someone who doesn't like to take action, you take a baby step, like that feels good Mm because you can get a little baby step done instead of like doing something huge and taking a long time and then getting frustrated. So like baby steps are still steps. So like I'm a fan.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like for me taking a couple baby steps, if it doesn't feel really good, then that's a signal to me like, okay, something's off. Whether, you know, this isn't the right direction I want to be heading in or like, this just doesn't feel like me anymore and I want to do something different or whatever it is, but not taking action feels worse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it got, it was worse now than it was when you were like in college and high school or is it not comparable because like our lives are totally different?
1: Oh my God. We've had so many talks about this too.
0: I think it's much for me
1: personally, I can just speak for my own personal experience. I struggled with it definitely in college. Like I struggled with inaction, but it was a lot easier for me to take action. I feel that's because our lives were so much more structured, predictable, um, social, so many things that it was just easier to actually take the action that I felt was hesitant to take or I felt like I was anxious to take. And now I can go days doing nothing and no one's going to know except my husband and my cats. And (laughs) and I'm not going to say it's never happened because it definitely has. But when you're in college, you're like living – like communally with people so like if I would have never left my room which happened on occasion also like people started coming and being like are you good like are you okay you know
0: and I think um, I can speak to like for you and I well maybe just you can correct me if I'm wrong but in oh, I was just funny <laughs> just sprinted she really wants to hear what you have to just... say <laughs> <laughs> so funny um, I feel like college. I was the most comfortable, like in my whole entire life, because uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I did some things that I stepped out of my comfort zone, but like being at St. Joe's and doing the things that I did um, for four years, and the like with student government, and like yeah, I did some little things that made me kind of like nervous and stuff. But I felt more comfortable in college because I I had the structure. Uh But also, I knew what was going to happen next. I knew where I was going. I was going towards a degree. Like, I knew that that was my biggest goal was to get a degree. And knowing that end goal was very comforting. Um, I knew everyone around me. That was so comforting. Everyone knew me very comfortable. Everyone knew who I was, what I was about. I hate starting something new and people not knowing who I am and how I act, and what, how, I just hate that, like, starting teaching, starting a new job, uh, moving, now that I'm in Rochester, like, nobody knows who I am, like, I don't like that, so being in college and being so comfortable was just, like, I don't even remember why we're talking about this, honestly, something about inaction, I don't know why, I don't know what happened, but I just felt so comfortable, like, it was probably, like, the, I just, like, think back to college and I'm just, like, oh, I wish I could get back to that feeling. But at the same time, not really, because would I be growing? Probably not.
1: Right. But that's been, like, the basis of so many discussions that we've had is, like, how can we create a life that feels as good as it did when we were in college without – restricting ourselves or, you know, not pushing ourselves and all of like the negative things that would be if we literally were stuck in college forever. Um, And I think another part of what you said of why we feel so comfortable in college is everything is done for you. Like people tell you what to do. You have a prescribed list of classes to take. And yeah, maybe you have some choice in those, but you still have a path you know, you've probably gone your whole life with most people telling you like, oh, you go to high school and then you go to college. So that was just like, you didn't have to really think about that. You know, for most people, I would say you just, okay, I graduated high school. I'm going to college. Yeah. You have some choice in where you're going, but again, it's so clear. And then you graduate college and no one tells you anything. Like you're expected to get a job and yeah, buy a house and maybe someday get married and maybe someday have kids, but it's all so much more gray because you have people who are defying the norm and not doing any of those things, and you have people who are following it to a T, and you have everything in between. So it's not as clear-cut as your entire life has been, and I think that's what we've struggled with, is like, well, who's going to tell me, like, what to do now? (laughs) What do I do? Like, and, you know, I've just been so impressed with you because you completely uprooted that traditional path when you decided to leave teaching, you know, which I know is not an easy thing to do. But even still, with that, still comes that uncertainty that, you know, whether you had
0: stayed in teaching or not, you know? Well, first off, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I received that. Um, and you're right. It was very uncomfortable, very scary. It's still very uncertain. Like, Especially, like, not that I want to talk about it, but, like, what's going on right now? Like, everything's so uncertain. And if you're listening to this in the future, it is currently um, March 2020. (laughs) I forgot what year it was. So you can figure out what we're talking about. But, (laughs) like, I just felt like that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly had no other choice but to quit my job. Like, I... I don't, I don't know what it was. Well, I probably, I probably do if I started talking about it more, but yes, it was uncertain, but for my happiness and mental health and like even physical health, like I was not sleeping as a teacher. Like I needed to get out and that was at the end of the day, that's what I did because I knew I needed it. For my own relationship with myself, my relationship with Colin, that was a huge factor. Um, and just like my happiness.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I feel like something that you did obviously in changing that and making that big leap is something that we can like reflect back and be like, well, what, like, what were the feelings that I had in college that I don't have now, you know, certainty, um, comfort, people, my, you know, my people, and how can you like cultivate those things in your life now? And, you know, even just saying that I'm kind of contradicting myself, because what you did was not, cultivate certainty in your life but you're trying to get back to like what makes you feel good I'm ranting at this point so I'm gonna say something better than what I'm
0: saying <laughs> no it's just we we've come to the point where we get to all of our conversation is that we know what what we want for ourselves we just don't know what to do now <laughs> Phew, wasn't that so much to unpack in just one conversation? And that's only half of the conversation. So tune back next week so you can get the second half of our conversation. We're going to dive more into health and nutrition and just kind of more body, mind, gut stuff. And then we're going to just wrap up our conversation with a couple of mic drops but if you loved this conversation or podcast and you really got something out of it take a screenshot right now and share it on your instagram and tag me at you hebert and i'd love to see what you think because if you liked this conversation and we really want to know because we'd love to do it again